All right, welcome to the A1 Podcast. It's your host, Asif Ali. I'm joined today by Lehigh Valley Steelhawks, former CFL and AFL Philadelphia Soul member, Brandon Renford, wide receiver. Brandon, how you doing today, brother? I'm good. How are you, man? Good, 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 man. So how's New Year's been? Happy New Year's. Man, two days in already. It's a lot of stuff going on. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I know we were supposed to meet earlier, um, but obviously you had your son, you know, obviously, so you probably were busy with that yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So, you know, running for some errands, get out the house, been in the house, cooped up. So. Yeah, that's how it is, man. Even over here in Cali, we're kind of cooped up. And, you know, I know I know that you're you're one of the one, one, one of our regular guests, DP, you're yours boy. So Darius Prince. And so, I mean, I have to wear the Lakers hat because, you know, how DP feels. about the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I give kudos. You know what I mean? Well, kudos belong. So. 100%, man. Kudos to the Lakers for winning again. Hopefully, LeBron get another one. Hopefully, he'll stay in the league to play with his son. That'd be dope. Yes, sir. LeBron needs some of these. You know what I'm saying? All that. <laughs> the chips or the dip. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. one of those. Yeah. No, you, you, you finna get one soon, hopefully. So, but yeah. So, kind of, yeah. you are you are you now, you're trained now, right? Personal training and coaching? Yeah, man. I do uh, personal trainings, fitness training, sports training. Um, a lot of things people don't know is I was a track star back in high school. Right. I, I won a uh, high school basketball championships up in upstate New York. Uh, okay. A couple of my supporting cast are Johnny Flynn, Paul Harris. I played at Syracuse. So, you know, their resume. So those are my guys from back home. And then I just veered off and played arena football, had some CFL, some NFL private workouts. A lot of people don't know about. And then I was all time leading receiver for the Steelhawks and ended up with the Philadelphia Soul. And the rest is written from there, man. All right, well, we're actually going to go step by step, brick by brick from the very beginning all the way through. So we're going to start for the early years. Oof. Talk to me about your early upbringing. Um, was football your first love? Talk to me about that. Football, man. Actually, no. Okay. Basketball is my first love. Basketball. Anybody that knows me knows Allen Iverson was the reason why I picked up a basketball. AI, baby. So, like, for me, and no, no BS, like, when I saw Allen Iverson play football, I was like, well, maybe I should play football. <laughs> and then yeah. you know, one of my close friends, you know, uh, he ended up playing in the league for a little bit. Uh, James Starks, he was the main reason why. And a couple other guys, like my cousin Kenny Armstrong, um, I can go down the list, man. Tone, Kasim, these guys are from like my area back home. Perry mm-hmm. Spencer, man, I can go down the list. It was like when we played street football, I was always fast. Yeah. And then Reggie Bush came on the scene, so I had the jukes. I'm like, man, I want to be like these guys. Yes, sir. So I took basketball after high school and my track speed and applied it to football. And I'm like, man, this is easy. Right. But I played defensive back. So I had to transition from defensive back to wide receiver. Right. Talk so to me was about- a, that was a big, a big transition, man. Yeah, talk to me about that. So kind of when did that happen? Was that early on in your high school football career? Was that kind of mid in between May sophomore, junior? Talk to me about that. So I started playing football at the age of like 14. Okay. I played, you know, literally bitty from six years old, seven. I played at a resource. I ended up um, playing for the boys club. Well, originally I'm from Niagara Falls, New York, upstate New York, seven hours from New York City, six and a half. Um, So... Our area, we have a city, but it's a real small city. Everybody knows everybody. So, like, for me, basketball is my first, and then it was football, and then it was track. And 
when I really started to get into football was actually after college basketball, when I went to Niagara Community College after I decommitted from the University of Buffalo. And um, it was arena trial for the Fairbank Grizzlies in the IFL. Mm -hmm. This was 2009, maybe? Yeah. And uh, his name is Michael Custer. And uh, my good friend Richard Posey came with me up there. And man, I ain't played sports in like two years. I, I strained my knee. I had a torn meniscus. So I was done. I was working at the casino at Niagara uh, Seneca Casino back in Niagara Falls, New York. I was in college. And then boom. I think I was working full time. Yes, I was. And I just remember, man, it was an arena tryout. And I ain't touched a football in like three, four years, mind you. And I went there, I ran a four, five, six. I would never remember that time <laughs> because there were guys that was training, man. I'm talking about day in and day out. And they were running like four fives. Wow. I'm like, wait, I ran a four, five and I ain't trained in like four years. <laughs> I felt good about myself not knowing, right. you know, I wasn't really into football. Four or five was slow as shit yeah. for a receiver. Yeah. So I remember one of the coaches, he really liked that I can play DB and wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I remember, the very initial conversation, he was real transparent. He was like, I can't bring this four or five to the general manager of the team. And you're five, nine, 100. At the time, it was like 170 pounds. Yeah. Soaking <laughs> wet, right? Right. Fresh out of high school. I was yes, sir. Angry, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, get your speed now. So, you know, I was working. I had a car. Man, I literally trained. I will never forget it. Six weeks. Mm -hmm. He came back. Because he lived in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. He came back. I ran a 4-4-2 in six weeks. Woo. And I ended up signing a contract that day after I ran a 4-4-2. Mm -hmm. And I was in Alaska for six months, man. Fairbanks to be exact. Yeah. I had Lonnie Sanders. I had, who's my court? Man, I don't remember. It was so long ago. Oh, man, I can't remember, man. TT. Uh, mm -hmm. Um. Tyron Taylor, you know, yeah. he's a well-known name in the IFL. Yeah. He's a rapper now. That's my good friend. Kudos, TT. Um, man, it was it was so late. It was like 2010, maybe I was up there, 2011. I didn't get much burned because, again, I went from DB to receiver. Right. Now, I played high school receiver and DB and kick and punt returner. Right. But arena receiver is different. A lot of people don't know because you're running in motion. Everything is angles. Everything is speed cuts. Right. Um, everything is setting them up with the initial stemming and high motion. So for me, I had a problem remembering the plays because two going high motion, it's not like AFL rules. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't concept running fast routes because outdoors, five yards, six yards. In arenas, one yard, two yards. Yeah. So my first year, it was a struggle, man. Right. I got cut right before the playoffs. I'll never forget it. And I just remember thinking like, man, I ain't about to get cut again. So fast forward now. I took a year off. I was depressed, working out. I mean, I was in the gym faithfully. I put on like eight pounds, like 178, 180 at the time. So now I'm looking like a football player. Yeah. Man, I end up calling Chris Thompson for the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks at the time. Yes, yep. I went to BC Lions, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Toronto, because that's all in my area. Like I can literally drive, except for right. BC, because that's near you. But yeah. it was it was a Hamilton and Toronto. So I drove through those private workouts. I had a guy, he um, his name is Maurice Mann, Mo Man, real CFL legend. He ended up getting me a private workout with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Nice. 
and I was working at uh, Levi's at the time. Yeah. I ran a 442 then. Mm-hmm. But in the CFL, man, it's all about American numbers and CFL numbers, how many people they can bring in, how many people they can't. Right. And I really didn't have a resume. Right. So I couldn't get in, but I had the speed. So I went to a Lehigh Valley Stillhawk workout. I ran a 441 that day. It was a good day. I broad jumped like 10 1. I had a 4 1 shuttle, something along those lines. I don't remember the numbers. I just know it was real low. And they cut me in the middle of the season. I signed a contract and they cut me because I only played like one game and they were bringing, you know how the arena is, they, they rotate guys. Yep, so mine just two years later, three years later, they cut me. And Coach Thompson was like, Brandon, I just need you to come back. If, if you're going to come back, I need you to be sharper. When I tell you I was livid, man, because I'm coming from being a three-star in a, at DB. Right. I was all-state kick returner, all-state yep. DB. Yep. We won states in 05, mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. And then I was a three-sport athlete right. in track, long right. triple four-by-one. And I was running like, I think I ran like a 10, eight, something in a hundred. And man, like, so for me to get cut, you talking about humbling and, and, and my pride. I think I drove home. I, actually, I took the mega bus and I was in tears. Like how I get cut. And the first thing I was thinking, like, how I'm going to go home in the middle of the season. I'm like, everybody, like, where everybody at? And I'm the only one coming home. I was so mad at Coach Thompson. No disrespect, Coach Thompson, but you the man. But I was so mad. <laughs> man, I'm like, how you cut me? Yeah, I'm the fastest. I was probably one of the fastest in the league, and I still was. Yeah, that next year, bro, I came back with a vengeance. I'm talking about. I worked on with one of my good friends, uh, Greg Bederson, James Mallory. We worked out at STA every day, Monday through Friday. I didn't miss a day for six months before the season started. Yeah, and man, I just remember, bro, that. 2000 was it 13 14 I had a breakout year mm-hmm. I had like I was like eight yards from a thousand yards <laughs> 89 receptions and like 16 17 touchdowns I had like four or five 100 yard games man I, I just remember and that's when my career took off bro like it just AFL started calling CFL and I ended up getting an agent it was a lot man and I'm gonna tell you though out of everything I've learned, I think it taught me discipline. Like that's one of the things is because I had to be really motivated and determined to do that because a lot of people get discouraged after being cut or fired from a job. Like, you get what I mean? Like, I got fired, bro. Like getting cut is another word for fired. Like a lot of people don't understand that. But for me is I use that as motivation. Like if you tell me no, I'm going to prove you until you say yes. That's how I am. So I try to use no as a sign of strength. Mm-hmm. It took me years to understand it. But even when I went to the soul, I dislocated my shoulder and they released me in 16. Right. After my breakout two years in a row. Right. And then Dozel was like, I can't use you hurt. You know how that feels when someone not, it's like your girlfriend telling you I don't want you no more. Yeah. You bust your tail all day long. Man. Seven days a week, 365. Yes. Well, let's say, say 300 days out of the year. Right. You're going to take about 60 days off. And then she says, I don't want to be with you no more. Man, you know that feeling? Yes, sir. <laughs> and then I, and through my last few years of me playing, bro, 
I just remember I was going to the soul, coming down, going to the soul. Then I finally got my trial with the Eagles and the Bills, a private workout. A couple of my friends were there and my agent knew their agent. So they just brought me in on a private workout. Nothing crazy, nothing promising, but you know the feeling of that? Of yeah. Actually just having a tryout with an NFL team. Man. And knowing that I played college basketball, I never touched a college football field, just like Prince. That's why we can relate. Exactly. Like me and Prince really relate a lot. That's why he's my guy. And like we clicked. And that's why, like, when he made it, bro, you can ask him. I was on his line, like, bro, I'm proud of you. Keep grinding. Like, because I understand, I know that feeling. And he did it before I did. I only had two trials a year after he made it. You know, uh, I'm just proud, man, of like my journey. I'm done with football, though. I'm going to be honest. I'm done. I'm training. I'm, I'm starting a business. I'm back in school. So I have other things that I, I got to look forward to after football. I can just honestly say this, though. I can feel my body after football. That's why I never want to touch the field. I'm hurting, man. Knees, yeah. feet hurt, Bro, ankles, I shoulders. I got a yeah. torn labrum, wrist messed up. So, but it was worth it, man. I I, I came across a lot of great relationships, brotherhoods, um, talking to you. Just... It's just that people don't understand. I think people use sports as a platform of saying that I did it, opposed to really getting something from football. Because yes, football use you, so why not use football? Yeah. You know, and one thing that I've learned, bro, and I know I'm just talking, but I'm just telling you, like, no, 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 this Keep is what I, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm, I love I'm it. 33 years old, man, and a lot of people don't understand that. My career didn't start till I was in my 20s. Right. So, like, a lot of people get discouraged. Like, I mean, I'm 18, I'm 19, I do this, I do that. When you, and I use this analogy all the time, when you get food, do you put it on raw or do you season it first? Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? So, like, yeah. you got to grow, you got to get seasoned in order to, for somebody to want you. Nobody right. wants something raw. Right. So, I use that when I do my fitness training, my sports training, man, and I think it's helping me a lot, especially, you know, with my resume, you know, I, I give all glory to God because without him, none of this would be possible for none of this. Like, you know, during, even during this COVID, man, I, healthy, kids healthy, wife healthy, everybody healthy. So I'm just blessed to be able to talk to you today, see another year. Yeah. I'm, I'm in decade three. Hopefully yes, I got many more to come. So great. <laughs> yeah, man. So what about yourself, man? What made you reach out to me? Man, so yeah, let's talk about that. So basically with DP, right? Because kind of, and, and it's funny you mentioned your story with his. The reason I found DP was because I basically, when, when I, your story was you couldn't play in college. I couldn't play in high school. And I used basically kind of, you know, I, I, I walked on a JUCO back in 08, basically because of the fact that I wasn't able to, you know, kind of, you know, play in high school with my grades. I, I wasn't taking school as seriously as I, I should have, right? And then I saw DP's documentary because I recently, I was able to go, like what you said, I try out, I, I played two years Juco ball, San Jose City College, 08, and then West Valley College in 09. And then I tried the AFL, San Jose Sabercats, back in 2010. That didn't pan out. Yeah. 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 Throwback team. Yeah. You already know. Shit. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. And then I was there and then basically then that didn't work out. So then I went to the Stockton Wolves, right? That so was the okay. AIF. Yeah, so AIF and they basically they called me because they saw my 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 Sabercats trial tape. The coach, Coach Pap, Coach Pap and Steve Pap, if you know him, a AFL legend. He basically gave 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 the good word to me uh, to the head coach, Coach King, and Coach and, he's, and and they brought me in for that for that trial, and that didn't work out. So I got cut twice. 
And finally, yeah. the Stockton Wolves get rebanded next year. This is 2012. And then, and then coach, they reach out again. I come out and then basically one, it was me and one other dude, like, like kind of, you know, there's like, you, they only have a limited amount of spots on the roster in the AIF or the AFL. And basically then like, you know, it was me and him and, and they chose me over him, even though he had a better tryout than I did, like numbers wise, but because mm-hmm. they saw my effort, you know? Mm-hmm. And with that, basically I was, uh, I, we played, we, we finished out the season three and two. It, it was a short season because of budget, okay. but we were able to make the Western Commerce championship. That's where I got this boy. So Basically, 2012 AF Western Conference champion and uh, against the Cape Fear Heroes. They blew us out. Uh, they finished the season 9 0. They played, they played the full season, the full nine games. And, okay. uh, but you know, it was like that. And I, I basically, kind of like what you did, I went back to school. I finished my degree. I transitioned to my now current career in IT consulting. And then I basically finished my master's and I got a job in that city that's on your hat, Chicago. I moved out to okay. Chicago and I'm out there. And then I find out that the arena is still big, obviously, in the East Coast and the Midwest. Out here, it does, it's no longer existing, right? But over there, it still has a presence in the Midwest, right? The okay. Chicago Falcons were a semi-pro team that actually do scrimmages with with uh, with uh, with pro teams, indoor teams like the like West mm-hmm. Michigan Ironman and a few others. I, I I reach out and they basically bring me in, and then you know I I, I have a good ass try after six years of not even touching the field, and the rest is history. And so I mean I made my yeah. All Star game that year. We made the conference championship, and that's why I decided I was done. And then okay. I moved back to, moved back to Cali next year, and now I'm just like I'm curious. Like, did anyone who played the semi-pro shit did they make it to the league? And I just Googled it, and by 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 chance I found out. DP's teammate from semi-pro had a documentary about him on YouTube talking about, you know, my teammate DP never played in college, never, you know, he was a, and then he had to go from the NAL to the AFL when the arena bowl, then he made it to the Eagles, right. To the league. And then I was just like, Whoa. And so then I'm like, okay, cool. I reach out to DP on IG and then basically DP then he's like, and then we're the same age. Cause I'm 30. He's also 30. I'm actually 21 days older than him. And then he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I appreciate you reaching out, bro. Like this and that. And then, and then, mm-hmm. and then I started this podcast. I basically have him on. He's my first kind of Zoom guest, right? And then through that, we find out we're connected through my college coach at San Jose City College, Coach Dub, who trains all yeah. the NFL league wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, yeah, 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 others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just a crazy, like you said, bro, like football, like it's it, the longer you play and the higher you play. fraternity, man. It's a fraternity. Exactly. And we're all interconnected, like you said. It's not about what, 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 like just saying you played. It's about kind of giving back and kind of bringing yeah. it together, bringing it full the kind of man, DP, you know, being the first kind of Zoom guest on the show, shout out DP, obviously I'm going to tag you in the shit, <laughs> post an IG, but I mean, anyhow, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's kind yeah. of, that's my story. You know what I mean? It's similar to yours in that I was cut multiple times. You know what I mean? I, I did not have the opportunity to play as much as I want to beforehand, you know, before I, before I tried out for Arena. But yeah. I mean, you know, other people are like, oh, you could have made the NFL. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm good on all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a great enough career. You know, I mean, if you, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you can read this. Let me pull this off real quick so you can bring this close to the screen. But if you can read that, see that my name, Spend number. Player of the year. All right. All right. Yeah, you see Did that. You play receiver too. You yeah. play receiver. Yeah, eighty-one. Oh, yeah, but obviously our teams were so stacked with speed. Like you talking about four, five, six being so. I can only. I ran a four, five, one in my Sabercast trial, and I mean, basically, I, I couldn't get it down. So I was like, you know, they're like, okay, we'll we'll rotate you in. We'll rotate you in, you know, after I won. But, hey, man, I'm going to tell yeah. you this. Coach Dozell for the soul harped on this. I yeah. can get a guy that runs a, a 4-6 to run good routes. Yes, sir. And there was guys, man, that was slow as Joe Dirt, but he got them to run routes, man. Right. Like, it's about angles, man. Like, Jerry Rice, he was he was deceptionally fast, yeah. but his routes was immaculate. Yes, sir. Larry Jerry Fitzgerald, Rice. man. Yeah. Like, we can just keep going. Even DP. Yeah. People don't think how fast DP is, but look at his routes, man. Like, he's smooth. Yeah, smooth. Man, the year we played when we had Warren Smith as our quarterback, 
Also yes. AFL champion. Yes, sir. And it was like, you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. You get a catch. <laughs> and we had Warren Oliver, man. We had, we were stacked. Yes, sir. And I will say this, man. That was probably one of the best teams I played on besides the 2016 soul when I was there. That was a good team too. Right. But like when that year when it was me, DP, Warren, Warren Smith, we had great running backs that came in, our DBs, Hall, Joseph, Don Joseph. Man, we had man, we had some linebackers. We had some linebackers that had a league tryouts. One guy played uh Justin Shirk played in the IFL. Man, we we had a good year, man. That was a good year. Yeah. Just reflecting what makes me miss football, but yeah, it is I mean, what it is, man. It is what it is. But you know, to your point, you know, sometimes these teams are just are just you got you got the talent, and you're able to just push that together. You look yeah. back on it, you're all like, man, we made some magic happen. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, absolutely. But I would say this: football paved the way for right now for me. So I'm so humbled and blessed to say that football was just a chapter. Don't get me wrong, I still play flag football competitively, and I yeah. I have arena teams hit me up in the NAL, but bro, when I tell you my body hurts, I'm good. <laughs> it, it, it paved the way for after football, and I'm enjoying it, bro. I love seeing kids and and and, and uh, smaller athletes and men and women that I train see positive results and what I've learned through many of coaches, man. I've been around the United States training with Exos, IMG, Frank Camp, uh, Feet Doctor, like all these guys I've been around. Yeah. I put it all into my own little medicine ball and I'm just dissing it out, man, with some gems and some knowledge and truth. Yeah. I'm very transparent, man. And that's one of the things I'm about to get uh, tatted on me is uh, 100% authentic on my leg. Yes, sir. Because I feel that that's one thing that lacks in a lot of coaches that I've been around. Right. Or saw or see when we watch sports or players. Right. Or just people we come across. You know, yeah. um, that's why I'm back in school for communications and life coaching as well. Okay. Because I feel like me being, you know, a minority like yourself, yeah. we, yes, we come across many other minorities that want to understand, like, how did you get here? But then there are people that won't give them the knowledge just to help them. Sometimes somebody just need to hear, man, I just say, I don't care. I need to go. Or sometimes somebody needs a life story. So that's why I say football put me in this position because I would have never learned that about myself. I didn't realize I was naturally a mentor or life coach because I was so locked in with football that I didn't see other things. Like I had tunnel vision, bro. Like I can't look, you see, I'm trying to, I couldn't see nothing but football. I slept football, I woke up to football, I went to work football, I trained, like, SDP, we would work out after practice, we would go run hills, man, we would do a lot of stuff, and look at him, look at my resume, like, look at Warren Smith, he was another hard worker, and other guys that came across, man, and I'm applying that now to knowledge and life coaching, Right. and I think life coaching is probably the best thing that has ever happened to me besides my marriage and my kids, bro, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, like, I love helping people with their psyche because with me being a young successful person success don't have to be money i mean successful people want to hear how i failed or how i'm successful they want to hear the middle yes, or the sir. beginning or the end so yes, you know just like dp i love it, it, i love when people was like man when i was at the eagles bro i was i didn't even leave the the boardroom like 
I like that. You know what I mean? So now I can use this te- his testimony to teach other kids. Bingo. Or one of my best friends, aka cousins that was in the league. I can like, yo, that's my cousin. And and they're like, oh wow. Like, or another good friend, you know, that played receiver as well and that was successful that played for the Falcons or one of my other friends that got drafted. Or like, kids want to hear this. And I'm not yeah. name dropping. That's why I'm not shooting out names. But for kids, it's a confidence booster. Bingo. So I use that to build their confidence because without a resume, you won't have a job. Yes, sir. So you got to use your platform, your resume to move forward and move up in the, in the totem pole, as people would say. Correct. So again, bro, I would say this to anybody that's going to watch this or listen, your testimony when you feel like you didn't make it somewhere is just for that next chapter so you can make it. Yeah. So like that's where I'm at, bro. And I'm I, like I tell you, I'm blessed. I'm humble. I'm able to still play sports, walk out, not injury free, but not severe. Um, yeah. I'm back in school, dean's list. I, I'm I'm just happy, man. Like having another boy. Um, I'm actually naming Brian. Yeah, Brian. He got my same initials. I have a junior. I have two daughters, man. Like everybody's good. So I'm I'm happy. Right. Like honestly, I told my wife the other night because you know we always have, we call it pillow talk. If I was to die, I'd be all right. What I mean is up here, you know, my mom's good. My family's good. My other siblings is good. Bro, the only thing we're supposed to do, I feel like God put us here to do is help and prophesize greatness and, and humbleness and be less prideful. Like, I feel like, bro, I shouldn't have to pay to go get something natural like water. Like, that's crazy to me. You know, we should live in a bargain system. Like, I have this, you have that. Let's switch. Boom. Cool. Switch. But we don't have that. But if you have people that's humbled enough or smart enough to teach people how to be that way, we don't always have to pay for stuff, bro. We live in a world of money. We get it, right? Right. But if we use our knowledge, like I said, our testimony to help others grow, people will be grateful and then they will be humbled and less prideful. So that's why I love, again, back to where we were talking about is my life after football is this is my teachings. Right. I teach you the, the results and the why. And that's what's missing is the why in anything. Like when you went to school, did you have teachers? Hey, do this on the board. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Why do I need to know this? Right. And, but it's not to be rude. Just tell me why. Like, you wanted me on your podcast. What was the first thing? What we need to talk about? Like, I wasn't rude about it. I was just transparent. Oh, man, go. catch up, talk to you. But see, people take that as arrogance. No, right. that's not arrogant. I just want to know why. Why do you want me on your podcast? And there was nothing wrong with that because I love talking to people. Yes, I love sir. meeting new people. I'm an outgoing person. Yes, I'm an extrovert. Yes, so sir. for me, it's another way to broad and brand myself. Again, brand my brand that you even saw. Like, man, you're working out crazy. I'm still working out like I'm trying out for football. Yes, sir. It's the lifestyle, man. Like, right. Yeah, you know I mean, DP just rolled out today, man. I can't wait to get back in the gym. I see DP working out. I'm about to go work out. Like, I'm just that's still a competitor. Like, bingo. I feel like the next man will never outdo me or outwork me. That's just the mindset. Whether that's in sports, life, being a father, a husband, I'm just always gonna be that way, man. So yeah, man, that's my testimony. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, to that point, and I think you touched on a lot of good points right there, which we don't really think about, kind of, you know, submissive, or I guess, um, 
what's the word submissively it's uh subliminally subliminally we're not we're, we're told we're instructed not to question why and you know yeah. like you said it doesn't just apply to football football is obviously why we're connected on you're on the show but it's everything else in between everything else mm-hmm. after correct and before that leads to that with different life lessons and kind of knowledge and we're talking about knowledge knowledge can be a multitude of things it doesn't just have to be in the classroom it could be kind of you're a teacher, me, I'm going to teach you this. I may not be as gifted as you in speed, but then you may not also be as gifted in me as whatever else, IT, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? And kind of with yeah. DP, when he was on here, he was, we were talking about the same thing. When Coach Dub was on, talking about the same thing. It's like, it ain't just, football is one thing, but everything that you learn from that, you can apply that everywhere, you know what I'm saying? So kind of like, that's that's the number one kind of principle I take away. And kind of what you said about, you know, you see DP working out, oh, I'm going to hit it. I saw my boy from Sound City, my boy Manu, he was yesterday. He's like, he's like, yo, it's the first, the first, the first of the new year. Get your ass out. Get your ass out. I went my idea. I'm like, Manu says, get you saw that. Manu get said, get your ass out. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly it, bro. It's just like motivation, kind of building each other up and yeah. kind of just making sure, like you said, you elevate the brand too, you know? So but see, and that's the thing is if we all were to elevate, like call people out, do challenges, like I like that. Yeah. Because Excuse me. The moment you lack is the moment you let somebody get in front of you. I'm, I've just always had that mindset. I'm telling you, man, you can't, we playing cards. You can beat me a hundred. I'm going to beat you one time. Like <laughs> I have to win, bro. That's just how I am. So again, I apply all that discipline I took for me when I was training and now I'm applying it to life. And then I'm telling you, it's not easy, man. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's not easy. I'm, right. I know I'm making it sound easy, but it's not. Because we have other things that punch us, knock us down throw us in the garbage, but we got to come back to reality. Like, man, that's a part of the, the journey. Every road we drive on ain't smooth. Right. So that's, you know, something that I, I've learned across my journey with football. And I think that's why my career, I can honestly say a lot of people are, oh, you didn't make it to the league. Okay, I had a couple private workouts. Okay. I didn't make it to the league, but if you literally like ask any of my friends, man, any of my friends, I think it was just the fact that I, I I chose that path and I committed to it. Yeah. You know, the commitment of doing something that people say is impossible because yes, they sir. are fearless of it. Yeah. Bro, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of failure. You guys, any, like, actually, I'm not. I'm afraid of not attempting to fail. So that's just something, man, that I, I'm... I'm hard on, I harp on a lot with my kids and the people I train for fitness. And as you see, even when I'm training people, sometimes I might work out with them to show them that, listen, I'm not telling you to do it. I can do it as well. So when you see me working out with some of my clients, people just don't want you to tell them to do something. They want to see if you could back it up. Yes, sir. So if if I'm showing you how to run a route, I'm going to put my cleats on, let's go. If I'm going to show you how to catch a certain way, I'm going to demonstrate first because people like it's just like right now, if I was to say, man, go do a backflip. But what? You go do a backflip. And if I can't do a backflip, you go look at me like, all right, so you can't do a backflip. So yeah. why would I break my neck if you you're not gonna break your neck? <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like it's just one hand washes the other, bro. You gotta be able to demonstrate so people can trust your knowledge or your teachings. Right. So yeah, man, that's about it for me about it you know why that's for life too but actually no before before let me ask you this you're you said you're not a Lakers fan you're, i see the bulls hat is that you is that your nba team no i just i have players man so my all-time favorite player is shaq iverson jordan kobe and steph curry yeah. 
those are my guys that I like, man. I like a lot of variety. Like Nate Robinson, I remember I saw him in Seattle when I was playing for the Seattle Timberwolves yeah. when he was at the New York Knicks. He, I met him, cool dude. Um, I saw um, Jamal Crawford. We we're all at the same club. So I end up meeting some players, and I'm like, man, I don't need a team. I just like players. So I never really had a team. Even football, man, I root for Buffalo because that's the hometown, but I don't really have a football team either. So, yeah, no, I just no. have a lot of Jordan. So, this just went with some of them. So, I just bought that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, yeah. but you know, it's cool. It, it's cool that you got the Jordan, but you also you also respect and support LeBron because a lot of Jordan fans ain't ain't on that wavelength. <laughs> you know what man, I'm saying? But that's the thing, bro. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic. We probably can talk about different podcasts, but yeah. You got to give credit where credit's due, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> LeBron, Mike did the impossible in his era. Right. Kobe showed he could do the impossible in the hard era. Yeah. And LeBron came in and, and he just took over, bro. Yeah. Just like Steph. Yeah. He's probably going to be the best shooter until another Steph comes in, bro. Absolutely. Like, he beat Reggie Miller. He beat uh, Ray Allen. Like, these are top shooters ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, Allen Houston. Yeah. Curry. Yeah. Curry, Dale Curry. Like, bro, these are all pure shooters. Steph exceeded all that in like three seasons. Facts. LeBron is literally taking over all the stats. He's been to the championship almost damn near every year of his career. Yeah. Bro, come on, son. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady damn near go to Super Bowl every other year. What more can you say? Bingo. <laughs> man, G, it's crazy, man. I feel like when there's greatness, you got to acknowledge it, bro. You can't be trying to tear each other down. But I feel like we were so kind of, like we said, about pridefulness, about either who we gravitate towards or our own kind of self-preconceived um, notions that, you know, we're just yeah. kind of ripping people apart. You know what I'm saying? So, but, all right, cool. That's, uh, I'm glad we, you know, I'm glad we agree on that. I guess last thing is, what are your New Year's resolutions for this year, bro? I don't have any. I just want to be a great father, great husband, great man. I just want to grow. Yes, sir. I think every year I used to do that, but then I realized, but you're going to fail. So you don't need a New Year's resolution. How about using a New Year's resolution as taking that failure and turning it to success? Like I said earlier, right. let's just be better than we was last year. Because when you get stuck on New Year's resolution and you fail, then what? You go back to square one. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just stick with becoming better day by day because every day we change as humans. You don't wake up the same person you was yesterday. If you did, you're content and you're stable. God didn't put us here to be content, bro. Whether you believe in God, Allah, Judah, Buddha, Mary, the universe. Yeah. The universe, bro, every day, it changes, right? Yeah. It weathers, it rains, it snows, leaves change colors. Come on, man. Like, we grow, our, our parents change, we get shorter, we get taller, we get fatter, we get gray hair, we get white hair, we go bald, we recede, like, we all change. Yeah. So our mental has to understand that, and we should change for the better, though. So that's where I'm at now, man. My New Year's resolution is just to be better than I was last year. I had a, I made the dean's list. Now it's, let's finish my degree and let's get my master's. Hopefully, I want to work for the government or Fortune 5 company, if it turns out to that, or I want to own my own gym. Yeah. Full truck. I want to start a flag football league in my area too. So I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I'm I'm busy. 
Busy, man. So yeah, we won't keep you much longer. So if, if people want to find out more about training, where can they follow you, Brendan? Uh, gifted training is G I F T is it E D D underscore training on Instagram. Okay. Gifted training. All right. Gifted underscore training, Brandon Renford. You know, y'all heard it here first, man. He's going to become bigger, better, badder, and richer. <laughs> He's going to be raking that there dough, is. baby. Money time. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me, baby. Right, man. Wide ass for life, baby. All right, Brandon. Thank you so much for your time, bro. Take care. You too. You too.